o'clock on a Monday, which means we are back with another episode of Tough Scenes on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Egan Shankleton. And I'm your co-host, Riley Zepp. And for the next hour, we will be talking all things sports here on the plains and around the globe. And of course, our picks for the week. I hope you all enjoy the show, and let's get right into it. Check, check, one, two. Is everything working? Um, can you hear me? I think I can hear Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I don't know if you can hear me, though. I can hear you. Can you? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Check, check, one, two. <laughs> one, two. We are back. We are back. Oh, okay. Oh, it's been a long summer, Riley. What have you been doing? I went back home and uh, I did nothing. Yeah, I stayed here for the summer. I worked at the library. Uh, it was very eventful, if I do say so myself, about as eventful as a library can get. Um, yeah, I didn't do anything really there. So it was like the Bryant Denny atmosphere. We, I mean, I was just there, and then I would take apart a desk every once in a while, and then kind of move that to the loading dock and then wait like three weeks for these guys to come pick it up Cause, like so their library like doesn't get rid of their stuff they uh they give it to some company which then sells it or gives donates it to like elementary schools and other schools around the auburn opelika area and so but like so you have to put in uh, a form to get them to come take it and you have to say like exactly what you want them to take but the thing is, you put on the form and take and like they, they could take them like they could be there the next day, or they could be there, <laughs> put it in in May and they come in like July. So you know, dealt with that all summer. But we're back and better than ever. And as you can probably tell, we're here at eight, even though the interest said nine because we have two hours. You guys liked us so much that we were able to get two hours, which we are very happy about. Cause now we have eight segments instead of four. Uh, yeah, it's good. Life is good, man. I'm, I'm blessed. Um, I don't think you caught the Brian and Denny joke, but it's okay. You know, um, it's it, we're getting the episode under our belt. You yeah, know? I'm just not a, not a big Al- big enough Alabama guy to get all the uh, all the jokes about yeah. Auburn, Alabama. You know, Ohio State fans. Speaking of Ohio State, let's get right into it. Uh, they Ohio were the first State, Minnesota. They were the first real big big game, I guess. I mean, it was. Yeah, it looked good on TV. It felt like I was in October. It was gloomy. It looked cold. Oh yeah, it was dark. People it was wearing gloomy. jackets. It was overcast. Dude, that's just Ohio grit football weather, man. It looked awesome. It looked it the the crowd was rocking. You yeah, know, I would love to, to be in back. the shoe there. Well, yeah. Well, it was, was in Minnesota. He? Oh yeah, it was in Minnesota. My bad. Real Ohio State fan. Yeah, next fake me. fan. Well, dude, I didn't think I needed to watch the game very closely because I thought we were just gonna blow them out. Man, was I wrong. We did not blow them out. Uh, yeah. So Mich- Minnesota, they they hung up in there for a very long time. I thought like once every anytime we like almost, I thought we had the momentum. We were gonna get a lead. They they broke like a fifty yard run or something like that, and then they basically just stayed in the game all all game when I thought like at some point we were just gonna like the floodgates would open and they never did and they stayed but we ended up did winning by 14 we still covered so that was good yeah yeah the cover was nice um the time of possession Minnesota had in that first half was ridiculous yeah like they were controlling that game I didn't they go up in the halftime winning yeah they were there was 21 17 I think at half well, it's like that's the thing. If our like we have a big play offense, and if we're not gashing you for like a forty-yard touchdown every drive, then we're just not scoring. Well, y'all were gashing them. It was just 
you know, y'all would score too fast and then they would control the clock. And then yeah, if y'all made one mistake, it was. Yeah, that's know. the one bad thing is our defense never gets off. Like our offense is on the field for like a minute and then we score and then like defense right back on the field. Yeah, I mean, it ended up working out. Y'all won 45-31, covering the 13-and-a-half spread. Love to see that. Ohio State Good teams too win. Many receivers. Good teams win. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Great teams cover. We are a great team. Also, what was that Minnesota head coach wearing? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I, I think he should just go full suit. Right, I know it's so his thing. What's his name, DJ Fleck? PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck. So we looked up like his. Uh, I looked him up on Google Images, and I get that's his look. You know, like a button-down shirt with a tie, and then like a little quarter zip over it. We we think either either go like the uh, be the regular coach, and you just wear like the the pullover thing with like a t-shirt under it, or you gotta go full suit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think he should go. Full he's suit. playing in the middle right now, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan either. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I'm just. I don't know, man. I. It just it bothers me. I don't know why. Yeah, like, I like, see it. I'm like, dude, dude, like, just go full suit, man. Come on. You're 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 like, you're you're trying to play us right now by by acting like you're dressed up, but you're really not dressed up. She put a sweatshirt on. Yeah, I it's so go it's full like, suit. I don't man. know, man. Are you are you dressed like a normal coach, or are you going fancy on us with the suit? But you know who knows. Hey, that was probably the biggest day of his life right there, though. I don't know. He did beat Auburn. In a bowl yeah, game. Yeah, but he almost beat Ohio State. <laughs> they beat home. Penn State. They beat Penn State when they were top five. They did. They did. That was probably his, his biggest game of the year, though, and it was week one. Now it's just all downhill for, for him for a year. I don't know. I think Minnesota's I probably think, better than Indiana, but we'll get into Indiana I do too. later. That's one, that's one of the notes I put down. I think Minnesota's actually pretty good. I see them finishing the year in the top 25. Especially if that running back gets back healthy. He He's was, good. He was a monster. Yeah. I was like in like during the game. I was like, okay, like, don't get hurt, but like just be hurt for the rest of this game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you never pray for someone to get hurt, but it's like, hey man, you're you're kind of gashing us right now. I need you to chill out a little bit. Yeah. Well, my next game I was going to talk about was that Virginia Tech oh, UNC dude, game. I hate I hated this game. I loved it because I told my friends about a week in advance, week and a half in advance. I'm like, guys, Virginia Tech's at home. They're under a touched, uh, they're a touchdown underdog or a five and a half underdog, and it's going to be full capacity. And I have a buddy that goes to Virginia Tech from like my childhood, and I was like, "What do you think of this game?" And he's like, "I think we have a good shot at winning. We'll definitely cover." And I was like, "That's all I need to hear. I'm telling all my friends. I'm telling all yeah, my friends. No. And if I if I could legally bet, I would have bet that. And what do you know? It hit, and it was beautiful. Man, I really did not enjoy watching this game. Um. Picked UNC to win. Uh, everyone and their mom said that the UNC quarterback Sam Howell was basically the next, the second coming of Jesus, and he was going to win the Heisman Trophy this year. But uh, Buddy's a stooge, and uh, he sucks at quarterback. Uh, he had one touchdown and like 18 interceptions. I think it was the actual number was three. Uh, he had like 100 yards, and I mean, he was just he was horrible. And I- I think an ongoing theme of this weekend was defense. I think oh, defense, yeah. defense was just had a clinic beautiful. this weekend. Well, I think this brings up another point. I don't even know how UNC got ranked this high. I feel like every year there's a team they throw inside the top 10 or the top 15 that has like what everyone says is a good quarterback, like Sam Howell, and then they just think because they have a good quarterback, they're going to be ridiculous. But then I went back and I looked at like 
and we looked at UNC's final six or seven games of last year, and they had a couple big wins over who they beat. They beat Virginia Tech last year, and then they beat Duke. They beat a couple other teams, but then they had they lost to Florida State and Virginia, both unranked last year, both bad losses. So they really weren't. Were they ranked nine coming into this weekend? Uh, nine, eight. Nine or ten. I think that shows a big storyline pick there. They want to make some sort of story about UNC being good at football and Sam Howell. And so Vir- they put them at nine, but they're not that good. And Virginia Tech just ruined that story. Oh yeah, Enter Sandman. That was that was awesome. Yeah, that, that clip. One of the it was all things. over, you know, ESPN and stuff. It was just. I don't get why I don't get why every college football team doesn't do something like that. Like pick a song that's like, some like Enter Sandman, and then have some cool like that. They do that- every. That could be a potential Mount Rushmore down the line. Yeah, I mean, like, imagine if, imagine if like Auburn walked into like Hell's Bells by ACDC. That I mean, I'm sure they have. I, what do they? What do they? What do they run out to this week? I, I don't remember. But I just think it's so cool how they like make the walk down like outside of the stadium into the stadium when it's just like, dun, 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 dun. yeah. I mean, it, there's like small earthquakes every time, like night games and big games. Oh and stuff yeah, like and that. then because it, it's always a night game, it's always the stadium's always packed, and then right as like the beat starts dropping and enter Sandman, and the stadium is like losing their absolute mind. The whole that the whole the team finally walks in, they walk in like all stoic, just looks so cool. Yeah, and they have cool uniforms. And it's too. like Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, underrated program. I think they have great fans. But imagine fans. how cool that would be if it's like a top 10 team. It's just like, yeah, we're going to win by 50, and we're also going to have the coolest entrance of all time. Yeah. Well, that's how Miami used to be with, yeah. the, like, the smoke and stuff. Um, all-time bring 30 back, for 30. Bring back you. cool walkouts. We need some Ray Lewis-type stuff in here. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> Egan, Egan's back. I am back. He's back in his element. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but UNC, not a fan as of this weekend. They have. This was an all-time uniform game too because Virginia Tech has cool uniforms. Uh, UNC's got some of the coolest helmets. Yeah, just beautiful colors. That little design they got going. Yeah, that like plaid. Yeah, it's sick. Stripe. I don't know what it is. Um, speaking another defensive, like just game ran by defense was uh, Penn State Wisconsin. Betters that took the over absolutely hated watching this game. Yeah. It was 0-0 at half. It was, and uh, it looked like it was uh, October again. It looked like that Minnesota game was gloomy. Uh, A bunch of people in a stadium uh, up north, you know. Big Ten football, baby. I thought it was going to snow. I did think it was snowing at one point during the Minnesota game because it was was raining, but the camera – camera it looked white and i was like how is it snowing it's it's uh i think at that point it's probably august um or september 1st i'm like that makes no sense but it is minnesota you never know it's just big it's big 10 football right there big 10's back by the way big 10 defense is back big 10 is back i mean deep yeah my my point my first point of this game was is defense back question mark yes and uh i think it is and i think uh i think running the ball is back too i'm i hope so I, I love it. Run, I mean, run the ball, run it, run it, run it, and then just throw like an eighty yard bomb. I I like weeks like these where like it's not like your fifty five, fifty fifty two blowout or not blowout, but yeah. barn burner. Like I want to see some fundamental defense. I mean, it's nice to watch Oklahoma and West Virginia just go back and forth all the way up to like sixty points, just like touchdown touch. But then these games where it's like you like it is so hard to move the ball any play over like eight yards is automatically like a big play yeah it's like every every touchdown it's 
you have like two injuries too because they're just going at it. Yeah. Oh, this makes me so worried about Auburn playing Penn State next because Penn State's defensive line was wreaking havoc over Wisconsin. Yeah, but I mean Wisconsin's so one dimensional. I I did think they Wisconsin sacked the Wisconsin win. quarterback five times. Yeah, and he did not play well. He did not. He was not a playmaker like yeah, I thought I he was. Graham Graham Mertz, Graham. Graham something, but we really need Auburn's offensive line to show up against Penn State, especially in that whiteout. Yeah, I. Uh, so well, it's going to be a very tough game. I was I was an attendee of the Auburn Akron game last weekend, and I have to say, we looked really good. We looked good, but it was Akron. But our O line looked really good. It was Akron, and uh, you know, after that, I was like, this is the year. But um, it is they are from LeBron's town, meaning they have to be a little good. Yeah, I and. I th- I just thought Bo Nix has improved so much under this offense. He's focused. He's having fun. Harson I wouldn't era. be surprised if he's a dark horse for the Heisman. The Harson era is here, baby. Ah, I'm excited. Harson, Harson, Harson. That's what we should all just start singing. Yeah, we also, should, he's we got just a beautiful f- family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a lucky man. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna talk about another man's wife, but uh, I didn't say that. I said he has a beautiful family and he's a very lucky man. I could be talking about anyone in his family. <laughs> you <laughs> just decided to bring up the wife, oh, which my. may or may not have been on the cover of like Auburn's newspaper this week. Really, wearing a uh, Gucci belt. Oh, so, so she's she style. Yeah, she's she's the stylist of the family. Uh, I bet she hates when Harson walks out of the door every day with khaki pants on and Auburn pullover. It's like, I think it looks great. I bet she's can I can I, I bet like she just walks into her closet like her side is like the whole rainbow and it's like takes up ninety percent of the closet. She's got like all types of clothes and then his side is like he's got three Auburn pullovers all the same and a bunch of khaki pants and maybe some Boise State still in there because you know he's from Boise. He, I, I bet he probably has like a couple Boise State shirts that he mows the lawn in. You know. Yeah and. How many little cutoff action? You think he has a pair of Nike Air Monarchs? Oh, he's got to have a pair of Monarchs. Maybe not Nike. Maybe like the Under Armour version. I think like when you get hired as a football coach, that's part of the contract. Whether you wear them or not, you got to get a pair. Yeah, Under Armour, Adidas, Nike, regardless. You just got to get the all-white grandpa shoe from one of the three major brands. Auburn's Under Armour. No, he probably wears the, the white Under Armours that got the, the blue and orange sole that, everyone, that yeah. everyone wears, all the athletes wear. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You think he mows the lawn in those, though? Yeah. No, I don't even think. He probably, he probably doesn't mow his lawn. Yeah. Well, it is also 8.15, which is weird to say now. Like, yeah. It's not 9.15 anymore. It's 8.15. Normally, it's like, I'd be, like, showing up to the studio right about now, getting ready for 9. Yeah, it's like daylight savings. It is. This is weird, being in the studio at 8.15. But anyways, we got a little commercial break coming yeah. up, and then we'll be right back. Cover some more college football over the weekend. All right. Can you hear me? Back. Can back. You? Mike's back working. Back again. She's back. Da-na-na. 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 That's Da-na-na. a great song. Uh, I haven't heard that in a minute. You remember back in like like middle school, the beginning of high school, and every like white kid on a football team only listened to Eminem? As a white kid that played on the football team, I did not listen to Eminem. I think I did. I remember, like, when I first got into rap, I only listened to Eminem. Oh, when I first got into rap, like, yeah. fourth grade, yeah, Not Afraid, I loved that song. Uh, Mom Spaghetti. And uh, Lose Yourself, yeah. Yeah, Lose Yourself. I watched 8 Mile 
at a, at a age that I probably shouldn't have. If you're like going into some, if you're going into your sixth grade Pop Warner game and you just want to take a guy's head off, listen to Lose Yourself before you walk out there. <laughs> Old Timmy, number 62, who's playing wide receiver at number 62 because he stinks. <laughs> just listen to Lose Yourself. You go out and de- decapitate that kid. I, uh, I used to listen to uh, the Carter f- Four before my Pop Warner games. Carter Four. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I don't even remember like. I I don't know why I remember what that. songs are in each album. Uh, that so one was uh, Carter One, Carter Two. That was Six Foot Seven Foot. Oh, that was a great song. Yeah, man. that's um, also another song. If you want to go out there and just lay the hammer down. That's if you're feeling confident. If you're feeling confident and you're really confident in your abilities, yeah, you listen to that one. I played safety around that age. Before I moved uh, to Alabama, I played safety up where I used to live, and uh, I was I, I I used to play really soft. And then one time I hit someone, and I was like, I kind of like this. Sick. And then I and then that's around Tyron Matthew time, and I found uh, Tyron Matthew, Badger. and I just want to play like him. So I was like the great value sixth grade version of Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew, except. I did. I played literally nothing like Tyron Matthew. Yeah, I always used to go into soccer. Like I didn't play football. I played soccer, but I still won't be like, I'm gonna, gonna, <clears throat> gonna rip a head go off. Go out there and kill a kid today, and then I go out there and get like a red card in soccer, and then I get suspended for the next game. I'm like, oh, jeez, can't do that anymore. Yeah. Wrong sport. Wrong. You, you were playing the wrong football. Yeah, then I went to lacrosse. That was more fun, but I couldn't catch the stinking ball in the net, <laughs> so I just had to run into everyone. That wasn't fun. But back to some college football. Oklahoma Tulane. Oklahoma's a fraud. Uh you know, I told I told pretty much everyone. I probably said this on the show last year. Um I thought Oklahoma was gonna win the national championship the year, this year. They did win this game, but did they really win this game? I don't know. I think they lost. I it feels like a loss. Scoreboard might say they won, they lost. Yeah, they, they won on numbers wise they won in our hearts. They lost. So everyone everyone knows they lost. Listen, this is just one of the great conspiracies. Um, write it down, 9-11, moon landing, Oklahoma beating Tulane. Never happened. I don't and, – and Tulane was the home team at Oklahoma. Well, because they, uh, they played in New Orleans because of Ida. Yeah. Which I feel like makes no sense. I feel like they would have played in Oklahoma, not New Orleans, because of Ida. You know what I mean? Like, why did they go to New Orleans where this? No, they played in Oklahoma. Oh, wait, where was I reading? I must have read this wrong. No, I. Oh yeah, it was in Oklahoma, but they painted the field green, like as it was as if it was Tulane's home field. Yeah. Okay, I read that wrong. My bad. Yeah, it was super weird. Um, that that had to have been real weird being a fan in the stands. You go to Oklahoma game every weekend and you see the same thing, and now it's just green. Yeah, and uh, I have to say, I think New Orleans and Norman, Oklahoma, are drastically different. Yeah, I think they're different also very far apart. I don't think very far. I mean, it's just a state away. Yeah, but that state is Texas, you know? <laughs> 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 that state happens to be the biggest state in the country. Other than Alaska, come on, bro. People-wise. Actually, I think that's California. Yeah. You, um, same uh, ballpark. Yeah, who cares? Continental 48. It might be now. Who knows? Everyone's leaving California to go there. Might be the biggest <sighs> now. 
But I don't okay, I don't like Spencer Rattler. The Oklahoma quarterback, we used to I always used to always see his high school highlights. I'm I'm out on Spencer Rattler, overrated. Um I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. Most overrated player in college football. Yeah. Hot I, take. I don't really know. I I thought Oklahoma's defense was going to be like nationally like I know they're in the Big Twelve. I know, but I have I've listened to some uh you know, some credible guys in the preseason, they're like, Oklahoma's defense going to be legit this year nationally. And I'm like, well, I trust these guys more than I trust, you know, Joe from the Cube down. Oh, I'm not, I don't even work in corporate. I don't need, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm not just going to trust some random guy saying, uh, saying that Oklahoma, oh, the Big 12, the defense is going to be good. I'm going to trust, you know, the Big J and it. It, I don't trust them anymore. No, the best places to get advice is go find an old guy that's working like an hourly job somewhere, start talking to him about his like high school football or baseball career, and then he'll start telling you exactly what like the team needs to do, and then whatever he says, the opposite of that is what's going to be correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. So he's like, Bo Nix needs to do this, Bo Nix needs to do that, because he maybe played high school quarterback for like a year in like 1965. Yeah. But since he did that, he is – all-knowing and football knowledge. Yeah, he may have, like, dislocated his shoulder so he didn't make the league, you know. And yeah, now, he, he, now he's like that guy. Yeah, he had an offer from one school and it fell through, and then it was just he just didn't work out. Like, yeah. It was, definitely wasn't his fault. Like, if if For stars sure. aligned, he would be Aaron Rodgers. For sure. I agree. Um, that's actually not a bad tactic. I just might, whatever I might that guy that. says, do the opposite of that, because normally that guy's a stooge. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't really want to talk about this. I just, long. okay. Another reason why I don't like Spencer Rattler, he said that Tulane, he's, was like, wasn't he one of the highest recruited high school quarterbacks coming out? So he definitely played at some prep school or some powerhouse public school. And then he played a year last year, didn't he? Or he played, yeah, yeah, no, he's played a year last year. And he said that Tulane is the most physical team that he's played. It very well could be. Tulane gave Auburn a run for their money a couple years ago. I mean, I know, but dude, it just Tulane's got what, like the fifty sixth best recruiting class in the country, maybe. Maybe. So like I just think like buddy, don't make excuses for you that you played bad. A poor performance. Yeah. They like, did score forty. I know. Forty should be enough to win normally. Yeah, but you don't like just because you had a bad game and almost got upset at no, as your number two and you almost got upset by a team that's not ranked, don't come out and be like, oh, they're so strong. Yeah. They're so strong. That's why we almost lost. What if they come out next week and, and just get demolished? Well, by? well they should have won because they recovered that onside kick at the end, which was – that was so bizarre. I think I was – I was either at And I thought Oklahoma campus. would be really good too. I thought they'd be a really good team this year. Yeah, I was on campus watching it on some TV, and uh, I just couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. I was like, no way they recovered. Uh, anyways, I wanted to move on to the that team out west of the state, uh, up in Tuscaloosa. They they were rolling this yeah, week. They uh, they are very good once again. Yeah. As you probably all guessed, um, Miami uh, is always. I feel like we still don't know if Miami is good or not, just because I mean Alabama is so good, it's kind of hard to tell if they're good or not. Uh, uh, they still very well could be a good team. They just got demolished by playing the best team in the country, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and is Alabama always going to get Mercedes-Benz as their first game? 
Yeah, I, I probably. I mean, at this like, point, they're probably going to win more games there than the Falcons are. I, I think mean, they have this year. They have won more games in Mercedes-Benz Stadium than yeah. the Falcons have. Yeah, this year, as of right I now, I feel like the past three years, their first game has always been there. Like, yeah, it's played Michigan the, there. It's the Chick-fil-A kickoff or something like that. Yeah. Let's see how many, how many games could they potentially play in Mercedes this year? So this one, SEC championship, and then maybe the Peach Bowl. If the Peach Bowl's in rotation yeah. and they win all three of those, then they very well could have more wins there than the Falcons. Will. I don't know. I think the Falcons will maybe get six or seven. I don't know. They could get two. They could get. They could get. Zero. You never know. Um. Anyways, anyways. Uh. Indiana's a fraud. Yeah. Fraud Indiana, program. Iowa. Iowa sneak. Iowa, no one gives them credit, but I swear that Iowa Stadium is one of the hardest places to play in. It is. Kinnick. Yeah, that is very – they get rowdy up there in Iowa. They love football because they literally have nothing else to do but go to that football game on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> if they weren't doing that, they'd be running from a tornado somewhere or chucking some corn. So that's probably the best option they have for a Saturday afternoon is go watch some Iowa football. No matter the conditions either. And they – they just look like the Steelers out there. They like do they look the like they do have some. Uh, black and yellow is pretty classic. Yeah, remember that one time when uh, Ohio State came in the Kinnick and uh, lost, and uh, uh, I don't want to talk and Iowa is wearing those gray helmets. I don't want to talk about it. It's not. It's in the past. Doesn't matter. Those are pretty cool. Anyways, uh, lots of good, good in quotations. Just notable teams looked bad week one. Oregon struggled with Fresno State. Iowa State. Uh, almost lost to FCS school in Northern Iowa. Washington. Washington lost to FCS Montana. Montana, they're um, big time now. Montana's legit. Are they the new North Dakota State? We'll we'll have to see. Um, is Montana? Are they in the same conference? Montana, North Dakota State? No, no, I don't. Uh, I don't know FCS conferences that well. Maybe you could have a big, uh, big FCS showdown. Two heavyweights, Montana and North Dakota State. Yeah, two states that uh. You don't know, exist. I can't say. Can't say. Hey, can't I know say anyone exist. that lived there. Listen, I've never seen him. I can't say that they both exist. Um. I. Oh yeah, Iowa. Iowa State. That's where game day is going to be this week. Oh, that's going to be. A good that's going to be an awesome game. The Cyhawk. The Cyhawk game. Cyhawk. Pretty sick. Um, yeah, I got a buddy from Montana. He could be from outer space. Yeah, he could be just lying. Yeah, he could. He could be from Ohio. You know. That would be someone. Or something that a person from Ohio would say. No, they got anyone from Ohio claims Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. I, I don't know anyone till they die. Even if they live in Ohio for ten seconds, they'll still claim Ohio. Anyone or how how do I say this? Everyone that I know that is from Ohio has told me they're from Ohio within five sentences of talking. Because it is a personality trait. It helps describe us. Ohio against the world. Listen, if I just tell you I'm from Ohio, then I don't have to go into depth of explaining about my toughness and my grit and my resiliencenessness, and then my immune system is just meant to defeat all things because in Cleveland, uh, rivers catch on fire. So we just drink that polluted water and become superhumans, basically. But, like, that whole conversation, I can just cut that out of the way if I'm just like, I'm from Ohio, because then you're like, ah, oh, this guy. He probably knows the guy. He's mutant. He drank yeah. that water up there from Cleveland. It's got <laughs> he has that Cleveland water. He's got that Cleveland water. What comes with that Cleveland water is probably the Cleveland stench. 
Yes. Cleveland doesn't Does smell, smell the best. Uh, it doesn't smell the best, but I think that just goes with all big cities. Yeah. I, I've been to Cincinnati before. I took a wrong turn once. Um, ended up there. I like uh-huh. Cincinnati because when you drive through Cincinnati, you uh, got like their highway goes like right through middle downtown. Yeah, you it does. Go by like the Red Stadium and the Bengals Stadium. Yep, accidentally, accidentally saw those two. Can we get the Bengals an indoor practice facility? They don't have one. I don't think so, dude. They're pra- oh. they got like a field that's like right off the side of the highway. <laughs> like, I, uh, how much is this is this company worth? Can we get them an indoor practice facility, please? I this I, is why they're bad. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we gotta go to PSAs. Another commercial break, but we'll be right back, ladies right. and gents. <sighs> Segment three, we're back. Back again. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing my energy levels up. I can't. I can't lie. My energy is low right now. It's been a long weekend. It has been a long weekend. Uh, um, I'm just, I'm tired, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to our uh, audience. I'm, I'm tired. got to wake up, baby. Yeah, I need to wake up. There yeah. we go. All right. Now we got, all right, last segment of college football. Finally, we're going to recap the rest of the uh, weekend, including, uh, we'll talk about the game that's going on right now. We'll miss, see oh, yeah. if there's anything popping off in that game. But uh, Georgia Clemson. Um Again, the betters that took the over this game absolutely hated watching this game. I, I said a week and a half ago that the under's going to hit too many injuries, and their their lines are just not good. O-line-wise, we're not good. And it was just an all-time defense game. It, it wasn't like the 9-6 you know, Alabama-LSU, like that legendary game, but uh, it was awesome if you're a defense guy. Um, yeah, if you're a defense guy, you'll love this game. It was all defense. There was no offense. Uh, the only touchdown came from a uh, pick six. Which I was like, man, Clemson needs a score here. That would be pretty cool. They're, I don't know if they were driving or not. And then my friend's like, watch, George is going to score right here. And then yeah. Next play. Next play, and pick like, six. And I, I, don't, I don't like either team. I actually – Clemson I, is I don't lost s- without Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they did finally. Clemson uh, – they, uh, I mean, they got a quarterback that's probably like a five-star. He recruited out of some really good school, but he did not play well. Big Cinco. I mean, granted, he didn't have any time to throw the ball yesterday. He got sacked a bunch. But even the times he did have, he did not play very well. And uh, I think Dabo Sweeney is sitting at home crying to a picture of Trevor Lawrence. Please come back. <laughs> Please come think, back. I don't even think Trevor could have saved him, man. Uh, Trevor might have been able to save him. Trevor's pretty good. Also, uh, yeah, Trevor had some uh, apparently had some sort of bet with some of his Georgia teammates um, because he came into Jacksonville practice today wearing all Georgia colors. I could never. He Actually, lost, yeah, I, they have cool colors. Lost a bet, lie. so he had to come in wearing red and black, and he got made fun of by his team. But I guess that's what happens when – you know, your school loses. Yeah. Um, it was just it, – Clemson had two rushing yards. That is not – they need, they missed Travis Etienne too. I, well, again, I mean, Georgia just manhandled them. Let's talk about tra- – dude, poor Travis Etienne. I was hoping he'd have a good year this year. Yeah, I don't what – was, what was his injury again? I think Achilles or ACL. Some, some for the whole year, though. Mm, you hate to see that. You I, hate to I, see I, that. I like Travis Etienne. Um, I did too because Urban Meyer said they're going to play him at receiver sometimes. 
and could have been like a Kamara type. Well, back. I was just thinking he'd be like, remember when Curtis Samuels at Ohio State and he played running back and receiver? Well, no. he was like he was he was running back and like slot receiver. So so he I would do a lot of slants and crossing routes. For me to compare it, I'd say uh, like a Darren Sproles. Yeah, or like a Percy Harvin, maybe. Oh yeah, Percy Harvin, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Urban Meyer loves his gadget guys. If you can, yeah. <laughs> if you can, if you could run a four three and catch a pass, you will have a spot on Urban Meyer's team. I think that was just Tim Tebow's problem is he couldn't run the four three. Yeah, if he could run a four three at like what? How old is he? Like thirty four, thirty two, thirty four, something be, like that. Insane. Um, Tim Tebow. Also, your next sport endeavor should be box celebrity boxing. Maybe I think he'd be a. I don't know why. I just literally thought of it right now. Maybe bowling. Maybe bowling. He does. He does have the touch from playing quarterback. And it would be cool to see a lefty. It would be cool to see a lefty. I think he should maybe go play. I don't know what esports. Maybe you should be an esports esports Madden player. Yeah. And you can be your quarterback of your dreams. Yeah. There you go. We just found Tebow's next career. I want like. Can we get like one percent of his esports check then? I think we should be his coach. We should own oh. the team, and we sign Tim Tebow. And tough what? scenes esports. Tough scenes esports. Okay, I can get behind that. All right, tough scenes esports coming out later today, and Tim Tebow will be our first athlete. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll email him from the also, Auburn email too. Back to the Just Georgia checking. Clemson game. Can Georgia beat Bama? No. You don't think so? No, not as long as long as Kirby's there. I don't think so. Uh, that's a little ridiculous to I say. I think but they got. I think they have a pretty solid team this year. I think that yeah. was that was also a big win over Clemson first week. You know who I think can beat both of them? Who? The Auburn Tigers. <laughs> you know who can beat both of them? The Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, not if they not if they play like they did against Minnesota, man. Broken Quint Ewers in there. He's he'll sling it all over the field. Eight touchdowns. You see, a game. he's he's a millionaire now. He is. That is crazy. I know, and he hasn't played a down in college football yet. And he's a millionaire. And he is a millionaire. How do you feel about this whole NIL stuff? Let's get a little off topic here. I like it. I mean, it's, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't them making like money though. versus them not making money doesn't affect me at all. So, like, yeah, give them money. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I guess we can re rehash this conversation about NIL like five years down the line and see how much it's changed. Yeah, that is true. And I a lot has changed. I was talking to. Uh, since last show. I was talking to my principal's finance professor actually about this, and uh, he was trying to explain it to me, but he was using too big a business terms that I didn't quite understand uh, yet. So, but he's basically said that they kind of opened it too big, and that at some point they're gonna have to put more restrict. They're gonna have to like put restrictions on it. It's like the Wild West. Yeah. So they kind of opened it, and they were like, okay, maybe they're making too much money. There's not quite enough regulation about this i don't know my my teacher had a really uh smart description and uh, explanation of it and i probably just did him a great disservice there but <laughs> if he's correct that the nil the nil will have to make some changes soon uh but who we'll, knows we'll see that's just one guy uh i just got an update uh from a group chat that me and you both are in. it's our fantasy group chat uh there's been four ejections from the old miss louisville game and it's not even halftime yet there's been four ejections. Two what? from each team, I think. Uh, what is going on? According to... Is Louisville just mad they're getting smacked right now? Are they getting smacked? 23-0 with four minutes left in the second quarter. Possibly. Ole Miss are legit. If that, like, if they keep that up, 
they could beat Bama. That's a team that I think could upset Bama this yeah. year. Okay, so they More, I think they have a higher chance than, than Georgia. Their first drive, they went 11 plays, 94 yards, and three minutes. Their second. That's that, that's that Kiffin s- speed. Second drive went seven plays for 44 yards. And then nine plays for 93 yards. And three plays for 35. So they just basically, Louisville defense cannot get off the field. Also, the oh, Louisville Alabama Louisville quarterbacks only completed three passes so far, and uh, he is also the leading rusher. So I'm assuming he is running for his life right now. Well, I would say Ole Miss has a good shot at upsetting Alabama, but they play the hardest hitting team that Spencer Rattler's ever faced the week before. Oh God, in Tulane, the hardest hitting team in the nation. Tulane. Yeah. I mean, also you never know. Real quick, be, before we gotta go to break, got four minutes left here. Mackenzie Milton. Yeah. One of the best. Old Smith feel-good story. Yeah, it was awesome to see, like, his mom and dad. Yeah. You know, the, that was, it was just emotional, Also, man. I don't know. Like, I, I get giving the mom and dad their time, but, like, maybe the mom doesn't want to be filmed when she's, like, losing it. Yeah. Like, I don't she know. is so nervous for her son, and she's, like, crying and stuff. I don't know. Maybe she does. But I would just assume she probably doesn't want to be filmed because she's not quite looking her best there. Maybe not as much TV time. They, I mean, yeah, they Maybe like shot it went two. from hit like the like as soon as the play went over, it went straight to the parents, and then yeah, which like good. I mean, I liked it. I like it was cool to see the mom and all her emotion because dude, his leg was like mangled. He, yeah, dude, they had to do artery. There was problems with his arteries, his ligaments, all that. He had to go through like three different teams of surgeons. They all said he wouldn't be able to like play again, Man. let alone practice again. And so he defied all the odds. And man. he, de- and he, dude, he came in and went like five for five, marched him right down the field, took it's it to beautiful. OT, and then of course their uh, the kicker missed it when could could have won the game. Kicker missed it. So, but McKenzie Milton might be the star now. Florida State Notre Dame, like even though Florida State's been, you know, let's just say bad. Florida State back. I'll I'll get to that, but the past few years they have not been good. Very bad. And. uh but when you see Florida State, Notre Dame, primetime, ABC, it, it just it, packed house. It gets everyone going, man. It it and it's packed. Doke Campbell, you Florida know, State great stadium. It's a great stadium. Yeah. Oh. I mean, oh, dude, everyone's right arm had is got to be sore now. Cramping. They they were doing that for four hours. It was awesome to see. It was pretty fun to see. Football's um, back, man. Football is back. I, I'm getting college the energy levels world, are rising. The college football world is just better when Florida State's good. Yeah. Um, like when, when it's only Clemson over there on the East Coast, it's not fun. Yeah, I definitely agree. Even though Florida State did beat Auburn National Championship. Florida State being good is just great for college football. It's good for recruiting, too, because then you got Florida, Miami, Florida State. Like, you know. Yeah, we need Florida State to start taking some of these kids away from Alabama. Yeah, well, that's what the Miami game was supposed to do. And, uh, well, uh, Alabama just reestablished their dominance Is Nick in Saban ever going to have a bad team? We saw last year Bill Belichick had his first, like, average team mm. in, like, 20 seasons. They went 7-9. and nine. Is Nick Saban ever going to have a team that's like, eh? Because remember, when we lost Jim Trestle to Ohio State and we got Luke Fickle, there was, like, two years we were bad. Yeah. And Urban Meyer came back and we were good again. Speaking of Jim Trestle, I started Youngstown Boys yesterday and I fell asleep, but it seemed really interesting. What's that on? I want to watch that. That's uh, I was on ESPN Plus. 
God, um, I got to get ESPN Plus. Maurice Claret? Yeah, Maurice Claret, yeah. Yeah, he's really Dude, good. he got such a bad such a bad end of the stick there. Really, yeah, I, didn't, really I didn't, didn't make it that far. He really didn't do anything. He got a uh got a new car and uh no one knew where it came from. And it uh came from like some booster and he got screwed. Wow. But it, but dude, he was like he won you all the national championship pretty much single handedly. Bro, he was he's one of the best college running backs of all time. And then he just got screwed and it sucked because like it really was just the NCAA was trying to go for him. Every like literally everyone else in the country didn't care. They all love Maurice Claret. So I'd say that that state above him probably cared. Yeah, Michigan and the NCAA are the only ones that wanted Maurice Claret to get screwed. But yeah, I mean it was just all bad there. He could have been such a good player in the NFL too. Yeah, just well, kind of fizzled out. Well, we'll we'll come back. We'll uh we'll have an NFL preview. We'll go over some awards and stuff. Our Super Bowl prediction oh, way too yeah. early. I'll probably change this uh, every episode. But uh we got some PSAs to get through, and uh we'll be back. Back. We're back in better than ever. Segment four, eight forty-seven p.m. Still got an hour and fifteen to go. Let's go, baby. So here we're gonna do a little bit of NFL preview, which is the last. It's going to be our last podcast before the NFL season actually starts this Thursday. So we're going to go over. We're going to, we picked our MVP for the season, Offense Player of the Year, Defense Player of the Year, the Rookie of the Year, and then our Super Bowl pick, which we'll pick two teams. Which Super Bowl matchup, I guess, would be the right term there. So we're going to get right into it. These are going to be extremely hot takes. Oh, very. Like straight like off lava. the grill hot. You like know, it molten takes. It's just in. Inside of the Earth's core, hot. The mantle. <laughs> the sun. The sun, hot. Maybe like a... Madison beer, hot. Oh. No, that's hot. I, I, I don't know if I could top that. Anyways, uh, rock, paper, scissors for uh, who goes first? Yeah, I'll go rock, paper, scissors. All right. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, we both got scissors. Okay. All right. Rock, rock paper, scissors, shoot. And uh, I won. I got rock. I won scissors again. All right, so uh, my MVP, Matthew Stafford. Okay, I thought we were gonna have the same person there, but I also thought about that. I thought about that one as well, because I I think Matt Stafford is a criminally underrated quarterback as well. I think he is gonna go to, dude, because Jared Goff was good in Los Angeles. Think about how good Matt Stafford's gonna be. I know under with Sean McVay, it's it's gonna be insane. Sean McVay got a decent offensive line, got a couple weapons. I think both uh, offense and defense, defense are in the top ten. They have a really good defense. They arguably have the best defense. I'm so excited for Matt Stafford to play. Me too. I, I was going to trade for him in our league, and it got vetoed. Really? Yeah, I was going to oh, give him. Probably me that vetoed. I was giving him. Uh, considering I'm the commissioner. I was giving him Josh Allen and Marquise Brown, for. Uh, oh well, Bailey told me that uh, he thought the trade was unfair for you, and he didn't want to ruin the league. How is it unfair for me? I'm getting Matt Stafford, and Deontay Johnson, and Damian Harris. I don't know. So three starters. He was he was he was like, ooh, I made a mistake there. That could be it. He might have he might have he might have got me there. I don't know. Because then know. I would have had Matt Stafford starting quarterback, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, and then Kyle Pitts, and then Deontay Johnson in the flex. I don't know if anyone cares about your fantasy team. That's a scary team, bro. I don't know if anyone cares. They better care. <laughs> the league cares because you'll veto it. You're scared I'm gonna win. I am not scared. Let make the trade go through then, man. Give me Matt Stafford and Deontay Johnson and Damian Harris and I'll win the league. 
Uh, all right, my MVP pick, I got Josh Allen. Okay. I think that's a pretty safe bet. He's probably going to, between him and Mahomes, probably going to be the two best quarterbacks this year. Uh, and I think the Bills are definitely going to win, like, 12 games or more. Okay. So I think Josh Allen, good pick for MVP. All right, well, then we can go. You can do your offensive player first, and I'll do mine. Okay, offensive good. player. Um, I was going to go Josh Allen again, but just to switch it up, I'm going Aaron Rodgers. I went, I went Josh Allen. I think Aaron Rodgers, uh, his last dance, you know. Yeah, put he it on Instagram. It last da- last dance got Randall Cobb back, his favorite target, uh, Devontae Adams. I think he'll light it up once again. Um, so I don't think he's coming back for nothing, you know. With all the stuff that went on this off season, I'm pretty sure he's just coming back to get a Super Bowl ring. And, that was uh, uh, win offense player of the year. That part of the summer where he was just going off on the Packers. That was interesting. Dude, I don't know why the Packers front office still has jobs, too. I mean, it made them look pretty bad, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and they just have not – no help. It was like – I mean, I guess they have Devontae Adams, who is the best receiver in the league now. Um, behind DeAndre Hopkins. I think they're they're about the same. I think Devontae Adams has a better quarterback throws in the ball. But I think, yeah, I'd I say think DeAndre Hopkins DeAndre Hopkins a little bit better. I think he's definitely the better athlete. Too. Yeah, great hands. He's just, yeah, he he probably is the best receiver yeah. in the league. Julio's still up there. I don't care what anyone says. Julio um, is not uh, very highly rated in fantasy, though. Yeah, well, fantasy. Fantasy does not really expect matter. him to. Fantasy does matter. <laughs> fantasy is a part of my life. I'm in. Uh, how many leagues are you in? Uh, it doesn't matter how many leagues you're in, brother. I'm in two right now, and then <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be in a third one after we draft soon. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm in three as well now. Um, one of them I had to pay to get in, and uh, and I'm that's my arguably arguably that was my worst draft too. But uh, and I don't know any of them in real life, really, other than one. I had, my teams are just unbeatable this year. We'll see. Um, speaking of unbeatable. I don't think anyone is beating Aaron Donald for the Defensive Player of the Year. Besides Miles Garrett, I think Miles Garrett can have a crazy year this year, man. I I mean I'm not disagreeing with you. If him and Clowney are on the same side, Clowney, uh, what what kind of defensive scheme do they run? Them on like a uh, three four three four three. Yeah, he's a true defensive end. They like to say uh, T.J. Watt's the best defensive end in the game, but he's an outside linebacker, not a true defensive end. Miles Garrett's true defensive end. Uh, so well, then where's Clowney gonna play? Is he gonna play the other side? Yeah, he's gonna play the weak side. Well, that even I mean, having Clowney on your D line, everyone hates on him. Not everyone, but a lot of people. Yeah, discredit he still him, is. But he's still Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, he still produces. Doesn't get the crazy sack numbers like everyone thought he would come out of South Carolina, but he still is good. And Miles Garrett is gonna see less double teams now that Jadavian Clowney's on the other side of the line. And uh, if you focus, you know, your tight end and your running back and your left tackle to Miles Garrett, then you got no, then you got one on one with Davion Clowney. So it's kind of like pick your poison with the Browns defensive line. Yeah, that's not a bad pick, actually. Um, I'm still pretty confident in Aaron Donald. Um, Who's your rookie of the year? My rookie of the year? This is, uh, I'm going Mac Jones from the Patriots. I would love that. I would love that. I think that he is going to end up having the best year out of the rookie quarterbacks. Might not be the most exciting. Trevor Lawrence might, yeah, like, 
throw for a bunch of yards some games. Zach Wilson might have some crazy runs or something like that. Uh, it's between Justin Fields and Mac Jones, I just think Mac Jones definitely got the best situation around him right now with because uh, he's got no competition anymore. They got rid of any competition. They got rid of Cam. So he is knows he's the starter, and he's got Bill Belichick. And so he's definitely got to be pretty confident. And Josh McDaniels. And Josh McDaniels. Uh, their receivers and stuff still isn't very good, but I'm pretty sure they're probably going to have similar offense when old Tom Brady was there, and I think he's going to have the end up having the best year out of I, the rookies. I could definitely see that. I'd be very happy if that happened, considering I think I'm a Patriots win, fan. I think he'll win the most games out of all the rookie quarterbacks. I hope so. Um my rookie year is Kyle Pitts. Uh, he's just a, a freak of nature, and he plays tight end for the Falcons, who, like I said, could win two games or they could go off. You never know. But the Falcons' offensive coordinator just loves tight ends, and I think Kyle I do Pitts, love me some Kyle Pitts. Uh, Riley does too. He keeps trying to get him from my team. <laughs> <laughs> you picked him right before I was going to pick him, so yeah. I, I still want him. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking about time. it too. It was a good trade. Uh, I just, I just feel like there's a chance that Kyle Pitts could be like Darren Wall or Travis Kelsey this year because they don't have Julio anymore. Uh, Calvin really is more of like a deep threat. Doesn't really play the role Julio does. They so, still have Russell Gage, who is he played very well when Julio was hurt last year. He is year. very good. I think he'll be good. I think he'll be a nice flex piece maybe in fantasy, but I think Kyle Pitts has a chance to put up some crazy numbers at tight end position. Yeah. Because I think they're just going to have him run all Julio's old routes. Oh, you don't think he's going to play tight end? I think they will, but I don't think, he, I don't think you're ever going to see him block. Yeah, I, I agree with he's that. He's never going to yeah. block. They'll, they'll let Hayden Hurst come block, and then because I remember, I don't remember who it was, but one of the coaches it might have been the tight end coach or the offensive coordinator said that he can basically run any route that Julio ran. That's insane. I mean, they're basically the same size. Yeah, but Kalpitz might be a little bigger. bit bigger. Yeah, a little bit bigger, maybe a maybe little bit not, slower. Yeah, yeah. I. But still, freaking nature. Yeah, he's a he's a beast. He was a beast in college too. All right, um, who do you have as uh, your Super Bowl match? I got the Rams versus the Bills. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have winning it? Uh, the Bills. I have the Rams. I <laughs> but I, I have the Rams. But I meant the I I I think I had like a, I did I meant to put the Bills. It was Bucks or Bucks or Rams out of the NFC because I don't think the NFC is very strong. I think the AFC is definitely the better division this year. I got and the Bills. I don't know. Chiefs. Yeah, I think the Chiefs could do it. Hopefully. Nah, no, Mac Jones can't do it first year. No way. I'm sure that's what they said about Ben Roethlisberger. But I think that, I mean, the Chiefs are obviously going to be hard to beat. I think we both just didn't want to pick the Chiefs again. So we yeah. the Bills. They're yeah. like the second best. I, I, Who knows, I'm not gonna man? Lie. I love a nice hot take. The Browns? Maybe. The Browns, man? Um, The Ravens? Nah, no, no, no. The Titans. That the one. Titans, maybe. If they had a defense. But it very, very well could be the exact same matchup from last year. Ve- yeah, very Because well. they, they literally, uh, the Chiefs got better. They uh, got rid of their O-linemen, then got better offensive linemen. And the Buccaneers got all 11 starters back on offense. That's insane. You and the other team Brady. also got all 11 starters back on offense. The Browns. The Browns. The only two teams in the National Football League, baby. But, yeah, I think that I, I really 
I think both of us have very high hopes for Matt Stafford and the Rams. Yeah, even though uh, Cam Akers got hurt, they got Sony Michelle now, who's, I mean, I still think he, also he could be a good one. Daryl Henderson, which is good when he's not injured, but he is injured all the time. Yeah, he, he's he made has a glass. glass yeah, he's yeah. made a glass. Um, I drafted him. I don't know why I put the Rams winning. I, I mean, they could. They could win. I, you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. The, win. They were, the Rams were, are going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, the Rams were in the Super Bowl. Like two years ago. Yeah. Whoa. Were they? 2019, February 2019. Yeah, the Patriots won it. Um, yeah. That so, was, I mean, uh, if they that can was a, go. That was an all-time, like, the over's definitely going to hit. Yeah. And it, well, it's just I think like, it was one touchdown. Yeah. And, I mean, if Jared Goff can do that, Matt Stafford can definitely do that. They got a solid defense with Jalen. They probably have the best cornerback in the league, and they have the best defensive lineman in the league. I don't know about the rest of their team. Um, they did get worse in the secondary because the Browns signed their starting one of the, their other starting cornerback, Troy Hill, and we also signed their former captain, John Johnson the third. Yeah, John John Son. John John Son the third. So there's two more John John Sons. That's crazy. That is pretty crazy, but he is very good. I did not, I did not know he existed for the Browns signed him, but then I did a little research, and he's an 86 in Madden, meaning he wow. is pretty good. Wow. You're, that means you got to be kind of good if you're an 86. Yeah, if you're an 86, does he have like a superstar dev? Uh, the star, start. Yeah, he could be good. Could be good. Uh, he was the captain out there in LA, so they liked him. Hopefully, we like him up here in Cleveland. He'll uh take over for Andrew Sandejo who was the worst safety of all time last year. I really liked Jabril Peppers. Also, I did too, but it was worth it because we got Odo Beckham. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And um, also, Troy Apke, the first white cornerback in the NFL since 2002. That is that, that is just wild. crazy to think about. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, we got to go to PSAs again. Got to do another PSA. He's done with the full hour. One more to go. We'll be back with a week one preview of NFL. Um, we're just going to run through some our favorite picks. picks. So uh, we'll be back. We're back. We are back, back again. Oh, Shady's back. Off. Back again. <laughs> you love that song. <laughs> I just think it's great for coming back from breaks, you know? Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's going to be my new thing. Just gonna start singing that word for word after every break, whole song. Are you the real Slim Shady? Yes. Don't tell anyone though. All right, I'm, your your secret's safe with us. All right, so NFL football is back this weekend. It starts on Thursday with the Dallas Cowboys playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so we finally, if you made it through last Sunday, that was the last Sunday without football till February twenty second or something like that. So we made it. We made it through the offseason. It was a very crazy offseason. Uh, some of the best quarterbacks in the league thought they weren't. We thought they weren't going to come back. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson's thing is still going on. Um, it's been a big, uh, big offseason for NFL, and it's the first weekend coming up. So me and Riley are going to go through our favorite games and our favorite picks this weekend. All right, I'll start us off. Yeah, let's uh, start us off with uh, the Thursday game. Uh, Bucks Cowboys. I think the Bucks win that game, and uh, they'll probably cover. They're uh, we use the the Barstool uh, sports book for like our odds and stuff. Yeah, for the show. I don't know how different they are than whatever you make your uh, bets on. But it, uh, but it, we don't bet. But if we did bet, we would use 
this uh, sports yeah. book. It's not. It's not in Alabama. Yet. Also for that game, I like the under. Uh, what's what's uh, what's uh, uh, over one. under fifty two? Yeah, I like the under two, and I like I like the Bucks to cover eight. I like a nice twenty four seventeen game, that would end up being forty one points. What? Yeah, yeah, it'd be forty one points, which would be under the fifty two. But then again, I don't know. Uh, def- if the Buccaneers defense comes to play, I think they'll hold the Cowboys in check pretty easily. Yeah, I, I mean, I just don't see the Cowboys. I like, mean, if you took Cowboys well. money line, you'd make a lot, but. I don't think they're gonna win. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so either. I think the Bucks probably win by ten. But also, one game that I really don't like is this Jacksonville Houston game. Uh, that's gonna be boring. The odds are not very good for any bet you want to make. It's gonna be one of those games on red zone that like you forget. Yeah, you like, forgot that happened. Or it's like you're gonna be watching your favorite team on red zone, and then they're gonna cut to some stupid Jacksonville play. Come on, yeah, no one like, wants to yeah. watch this. Do you have red zone this year? Yeah, I get you that do? every year. It's a must. Where do you, how do you do you get it on your laptop and stuff? Uh, my mom still has a Direct TV account, so I just sign in using that. Log in. Is it expensive? Um, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it's well worth it. I think I think my neighbor might get the Sunday ticket and like premium thing. I think Red Zone comes through Sunday ticket, doesn't it? Yeah, not? yeah. I think it does. Yeah, so we just get the Sunday ticket, which is oh, that's so good. Just like coming home from church or like a nice brunch or something, at yeah. like, and then you just sit, plop down on the couch and watch all just eight new melt games. Your brain. Just melt your brain, put all your homework off till very late Sunday night after all the football games are over. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> it is what you gotta do. Um, Tyrod yeah. Taylor has also been named the starting quarterback quarterback of the Houston Texans. Which I mean, we don't want to get in too much into it on this podcast, but uh, Sean Watson could be going to jail for like an extremely long time if this goes from. Uh, dude, I I'm not smart enough to talk about this. Yeah, but it was <laughs> something <either>. like <laughs> they could they could take it to like criminal charges. And then there, and he'd be facing like a lot of time, or they could take it to like a different type right. of court, yeah, it's and like, like just get a bunch of settlements going. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. Either know way, I, Deshaun Watson, um, it looks like his career might be done. Yeah, I don't. Which is very sad because he's a very good quarterback. I mean, there's still a little bit of talk that the Dolphins are interested in him, but I mean, with just all the stuff going on with him, you you can't. You can't take that chance. You can't take that chance. And the Texans, I mean, I would hate to be the Texans general manager right now. You yeah. have the worst team in football, and your only superstar player is now not playing. Yeah, and you they're just terrible trades. Yeah, and horrible trades. Bill O'Brien really screwed over the whole organization. <laughs> um, I would hate to be a Texans fan right about now. Yeah, well, there's not really many of them. But uh, moving on, uh, the game that I like, uh, in that 12 o'clock slate, Arizona versus Tennessee. I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think the Cardinals win that game, which is – I did say the Titans are going to be like a a force in the AFC, but I think they're going to be late season. They're going to be great because that's when Derrick Henry turns it on, it mm-hmm. seems like, and no one yeah. wants to tackle him. And I think that uh, – I don't know. I think that Kyler Murray is just – no one's going to see that speed in their in like scouting or anything like that. Also, uh, another twelve o'clock game that I like. I like the Eagles plus three and a half. I don't think that the Falcons will beat them to be honest. Yeah, 
I that is a I may might be is too, that a trap? It might be a trap. It might be a little too overconfident in Jalen Hurts, and but Devontae I'm Smith. and Devonte Smith. I do have very high hopes for that duo this year, and uh, I don't know, man. I think that Eagles Falcons really could go either way, but I don't know if the Falcons are going to win by more than four. If the Falcons do win, I think it'll be close. They are the king of blowing leads. Yeah, I don't think they'll. I don't know if they'll get a lead this game. Also, they, in that in that Arizona Tennessee game, I like the over. 52. You like the over? Dude, the Steelers plus six and a half. Who are they playing? The Bills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my next one. I like I like the Bills to win that, and I also like the over in that. The over plus over 48? Yeah. I like the over in that one, too. Dude, none of these odds are too good, though. Yeah. I, I like the Browns. I like the Browns plus six. I, don't, I think it'll be a close game. I also like the over there. Uh, I think that It'll be close for the first half, and then around halfway through the third quarter, defenses are going to get tired. So, on that game, I like the Chiefs to win, but I like the Browns to cover as well. I like the Chiefs. I think it'll Chiefs probably will win, but I do like the Browns to cover because I, there's just so much big playability all over the field. Yeah, um, but I like the under. The like, under I there? I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think I they're going to try I think and control that the clock. They might. I think that if Kansas City gets to a lead early, they'll try to burn the clock. But I think that if the Browns keep it close, we'll, we're going to force them to have to just put some points on the board. Well, the Browns' um, defense is just so good. The Browns' defense is so good, and the Bills or not? It Bills, is good, but we do. But our our kryptonite is big plays, and the Chiefs Travis have. Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are the yeah. king of big plays. But if they even if they score on big plays, I think the Browns could. Score on those like long. This is either drives. gonna be a seventeen ten or a thirty five twenty eight game. Yep, I, I I can see that. I'm leaning towards more of the seventeen. I think it's week one. I mean, I know, but I think week one and maybe the defenses don't play very well. Yeah, they're a little. I don't rusty. know if it's like college. You saw what happened. That is true. Don't know what's gonna happen there. I just hate that the Browns have to play the Chiefs week one. Yeah, not very fun. And you got the Steelers twice a year. Yeah, and, and I'm also I'm taking I like the Packers minus four and a half against the Saints. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I don't think, think they, that uh, Jameis will be too good. I think the Saints will be fine this year. It'll be pretty average, but I think that the Packers will at least win by five. Yeah, me too. That's what I had. Uh for that Sunday night football game, Bears Rams, I have the I have the Rams to cover in the under and uh I think the Bears are probably gonna get embarrassed. I think so too. Um, how long? How long do you think till we see Justin Fields? Week three. Week three. Yeah, I think it's going to be just like uh, Tyra Taylor up at, in Cleveland. Granted, Tyra Taylor did get injured that game, and that's why Baker Mayfield came in. But I think that Baker was coming in soon, anyways. Um, it depends. I mean, if Andy Dalton somehow wins one of their first two games, first three games, or plays a little bit good, I think it'll take longer. But I don't think Andy Dalton's gonna be that good there. So yeah, I don't. I, he's a nice and, guy. I mean, I just don't think he's the guy, he's the man for the job. Yeah, and this is Matt Nagy and uh, who's the guy? Pace. Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace is the general manager. This is also their last year if they do bad this year. So no, I think they got. I think they got two more years left because they drafted a quarterback. That's how it works. No, nah, I think if they do bad this year, they're gonna get a new coach. They need one. 
I'm not going to lie. If they, do, if they don't play Justin Fields. Oh, if they don't play Justin Fields, then oh, well, that might add more time because then they're like, well, he wasn't That's ready That's what I'm yet. saying. I was thinking it would be they're done, but it could add more time than if they play Justin Fields and they did bad. They'd be like, hey, you're the, not the coach for Justin Fields, maybe, something like that. You See, know? I, I'm, a, I'm obviously a Patriots fan, but I – I have so many friends that are Bears fans, and I follow, like, you know, Big Cat, who's a yeah. Bears fan, and they're like, I like Big Cat. I want the Bears to be good. I think everyone except Packers fans want the Bears to be good. Oh, there's, like, there's like three people in Chicago that want Andy Dalton to start. Everyone yeah. else wants Justin Fields to start. And it's just it's ridiculous how poorly run that franchise yeah, and, is. And, and the you three hear about people, it all the time. The three people that want Andy Dalton to start is Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, and some homeless guy outside of Soldier Field. <laughs> Everyone else with a brain in Chicago wants Justin Fields to start. It would be great for bit. Think about how many more people would show up to a to a Bears game if Justin Fields was starting versus Andy Dalton. Yeah. So I agree. And then for the last game, that Monday night game. The Ravens versus the Raiders. Uh, I am I'm real low on the Raiders this year. Me too. And I'm taking the Ravens minus five. Me too. And I think they might blow them out here. Yeah, I potential over fifty one and a half. I'm, I don't even know if Raiders will score that many points for the over, but that well, who's Ravens have on defense? They have Patrick Queen. They do have Patrick Queen. Uh, Earl Thomas. Nah, remember Earl Thomas? Uh, oh, yeah. had a little, him a little his, incident. Him and his little brother were hanging out, and something happened. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Who's on their defense? I don't know, but it's gonna be good. They always yeah, have good yeah, defense. It's the Ravens, uh, yeah, Ravens. Marlon Humphrey. Yep. Uh, the other cornerback, Marcus Peters. Yeah, he's good. But uh, I mean, the Raiders of Derek Carr. Who did the Raiders draft? Derek Carr's not the problem. It's their defense that's the problem. They have the worst secondary in the NFL. They also have one of the worst offensive lines. I don't Which they used to have a really good offensive line. I mean, offensive and defensive line are horrible. I don't know why they took. Remember when they took uh, Clinton Farrell? Oh, that was such a bad pick. Yeah. That's why their line is so bad. They do have Josh Jacobs. They do and, have Josh Jacobs. Uh, Kenyon Drake, right? Yeah. But Which, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, if they run the ball the entire time. But they don't have an offensive line, so it's kind of Yeah, and I just don't think that. Their car is good enough to keep him in the game with his arm. I got a friend who's a huge Raiders fan, and he lives in a state that like, gambling's legal and stuff. And every year, he bets the Raiders' uh, win total, the over on it, and I don't think it's hit yet. Also, they're uh, they playing in the new stadium this week. So uh, it's at Las Vegas. Is yeah. it done? Is there a oh stadium yeah, done? they played in it last year. The new one with yeah. the club Allegiant? and stuff in there. Yeah. It was just COVID, so you didn't really get uh, that. Yeah, I guess not. All right, well, we got to go to another PSA. Yeah, another PSA, but those are our picks for the week. Hope you all uh, – Those are locks. Hope you all enjoyed that. Yeah. A little run through. Everyone slam those. You'll make a lot of money, but Hopefully. don't slam those. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We're not advisors. We are not. All right, we'll be back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. 917, we're going into our sixth segment here. We got a little Mount Rushmore segment going on. So this segment, we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of the hardest stadiums to play in. Um, and there's no, uh, there's no kind of rules about this one. It's not like you had to pick a, a basketball stadium, an NFL stadium, and a college stadium like we normally do to kind of split it up. This is just all across all sports. 
all stadiums and sports, the hardest places to play in. And so I guess we'll do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first again. Yeah, hold on. I am. My computer's having malfunctions right now. Riley's having technical difficulties. Oh, um, oh it's not even connected to the internet. That's tragic. All right, here we go. Here we go. What's my background? Right. Is it? So oh. rock, paper, scissors, see who uh who goes first. All right. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Both went paper? Yeah. All right. Give me a little, s- little break here. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Both, both went, went paper, paper again. again. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Both went rock. Wow, we are we are on it. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Both went scissors. Dude, what? What is going on here? <laughs> All right. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, I won uh, again. You won, I won scissors. You went rock. All right. Uh, well, I'll just take this one first. Death Valley LSU. Oh, I was going to do that one. I love that stadium. All right. So take that one off the uh, off the list. So my first one, I'm going to go Lincoln Financial Field, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Especially when they put the batteries in the snowballs. Yeah, tough place to play. <laughs> uh, mainly just because you are going to get heckled and called every uh, every racial slur, every bad name, every cuss word in the just book when you play. derogatory terms. Yeah, you're going to get called everything under the sun when you uh, step in to play the Eagles in Lincoln Financial Field. So that's why I put them as uh, my first pick. Are they the are they the trashiest fans in the NFL? Um. Them or the Patriots fans. Whoa. Are you calling me trashy? Aren't they super racist up there? Oh, I don't know. I'm not from there. I've heard that a lot. A lot of, lot of racist just, things being said at Boston sports games. Yeah, but luckily the Patriots don't play in Boston. Oh, yeah, that is true, but still same thing. They're all Boston <laughs> fans, New England all right. area. So I'll go NFL now. Bunch of stooges up there in New England. I'll go NFL and uh, well, I let's see. I'll, I'll pick Lambeau. I'll pick Lambeau, Lambeau. just because you know, play. It's so cold when it's cold. You know, playoff game. Yeah, uh, the fans always come out. Uh, a bunch of cheese heads out there. Um, kind of feel like you, you're playing in a high school stadium because it's kind of like old. Yeah, but it's really nice to got too. the metal bars and stuff. Um, when you when you have eighty thousand people in a you know a radius that small and it's like an all, old school, all of their diets are dairy products and, and cheese like, curds. Well, that that's part of dairy, but like yeah, dairy products and fried food and maybe some like squirrel. And um, it's gonna get rowdy. oil. Yeah, maybe more. To, m- that could be that their is, blood. That's what they drink in the jet fuel. It's literal jet fuel up there. It's not coffee. Yeah, it's it. I don't know. Wisconsin's a wild state. I I out of all the Midwestern states, though, I think Wisconsin's my favorite. That's like the one habitable one for for me. I went up to Wisconsin once as a kid. I nah, thought it was really cool. Too cold. Um, my next one is I'm gonna. This is a little biased, but the Horseshoe up in Columbus, Ohio, I mean, it, Stadium. The, it is intimidating. The Ohio State University. You just walk in there, see a red, all scarlet and gray. Sometimes you got LeBron James in the corner of the end zone. So it's just a tough place to play. The fans are rowdy. They love their football. They get into it. Um, and we always have, like, a ton of big plays. So then no team gets the momentum ever in the horseshoe. It's always for Ohio State. And 
They're just waiting for another big Ohio State play, another 65-yard Olave touchdown pretty much. So my first pick was Lincoln Financial Field, Philadelphia Eagles, second pick, Ohio Stadium, the Ohio State University. <laughs> Did y'all, didn't y'all try and trademark the like just the word the? We might have. That'd be some Ohio State. They should have let us. Um, all right, so my next pick, I'm just going to go with Bill's Stadium. Bill's Mafia. Is, Bill's Mafia. That's, that might be more intimidating than Lincoln Financial. You also got to go to Buffalo. Who wants to go to Buffalo? Yeah, it's also very cold off the lake, too. Yeah, dude, imagine being the Dolphins. You're like, all right, we got to fly up to Buffalo in November this week. Uh, that would suck. Yeah, there's Count just me out. nothing to do. Another one, uh, college football stadium, staying inside the Big Ten, Beaver Stadium, Penn State. When they got the whiteout, primetime game at night, so hard to play there. Flashback to 2019 when on the very first play of the game, it was so loud, Michigan had to call a timeout because the center couldn't hear the quarterback. Yeah, I'm I'm not looking forward to that. It's going to be one of the loudest places to play. Yeah, I'm just not looking forward to that. But. Yeah, so first pick, so yeah, there's one NFL stadium, two college. Next one, I'm going to go basketball. Uh, so I've done three, so my last one, basketball, I'm going to go Cameron Indoor. I mean, it's... Where's that? What team plays? Duke. There? Duke? Yeah, that's uh, hard Actually, scratch that, scratch that. Auburn Arena. Auburn Arena. Yeah, it's bigger and arguably louder. It is bigger. My last one, that is a good pick, because basketball is, I feel like, you're, like, on top of the basketball court, like, football, yeah. you're spread out a little Cam- bit. Cameron is... Crazy though, it. I mean, there's only like ten thousand. Well, it's because they live for that. They don't care about Duke football. It's yeah, all about obviously. That Duke basketball. They lost Charlotte this week. Yeah, but uh, my last pick, I don't know which one to go here. Uh, it's between two, like an NFL stadium and a. But I'm going with the TD Garden, Boston Celtics. Tough place to play. Boston fans are ruthless. Um, and it's just like such a historic court. I mean, Larry Bird won a bunch of championships there. Celtics are always pretty good. And especially, and anytime you're a good team and you go play the Celtics in the TD Garden, it's always a big game, and it's always packed. But LeBron owns that arena. You think so? Yep. Uh, Every time he plays the Celtics there, they whoops them. I thought uh, I thought TD Ameritrade would own the stadium actually. LeBron James, <laughs> after he swept the Celtics in uh, Cleveland like three times in a row, owns that stadium. So does Tony Parker own Quicken Loans Arena? That's the infamous, the infamous when he was on the Heat, where he did the uh, he's uh, like bend it down, his eyes look up. He's oh yeah, scary. the meme. Yeah, the meme. That's where that infamous meme came from, and then he went on to score like sixty and win that game. Remember when he wore the mask for a while and he just went off? Yeah, that was super cool because he's like a little superhero. Yeah, uh, it was really. It, uh, as a kid, I thought it was cool. I'm not gonna lie. But safe to say, the Boston Celtics fans do not like LeBron James. Yeah, that, that's a safe to say thing. To I'm say. safe to say they <laughs> hate LeBron James. Um, you want to go with some honorable mentions? Yeah. So the one I was deciding between TD Garden and uh, Arrowhead, Kansas City. Stadium. Yeah, Arrowhead's a good shout. Um, I don't. I don't. Really, like, watching on TV, find it as that crazy of a stadium, but I always know they are, like, the loudest, technically. You yeah. You decibel reader out, and they are technically, like, the loudest stadium. I think it's uh, CenturyLink, the one up in Seattle. 
Yeah, that one is it's loud. A, yeah, that one's loud. Uh, I mean, Gillette is loud. I guess we can just say uh, Denver was there sport. Is there a sports authority field? No, it's. Uh, I think it might. I think it might just be Mile High Stadium now that sports authority is went bankrupt. Oh, I did not know that. But Mile High Field just because like you're a mile up. Yeah, it's if you're not it's used to that. To probably um, be pretty hard up there. The swamp. The swamp, yeah, just because that was going to be so humid. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's like literally playing in a swamp, and you have like ninety thousand fans there. Yeah, like you're you're going to be like wet before you even like start sweating, just because yeah, of how just humid it is. Damp. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll say Cleveland. Brown Stadium, First Energy Stadium, just because you're right off the lake, and like in December, November, it is horribly cold, and the and the winds are just howling because you're right off the lake, so you're sitting there and it's like minus six, forty degree, like forty mile an hour winds, and it just as a fan, it sucks. Yeah, I can't say I'd probably go to a December Cleveland game. Um, I do think that Heinz Field is pretty hard to play too, just because of the yeah. I mean, it's just a bunch of people from Pittsburgh, um, and you're you just have to be in Pittsburgh. Um, what are some stadiums that wouldn't be hard to play in? Jacksonville, Carolina. Jacksonville, yeah. I think uh, Mercedes Benz, not the Superdome. The Superdome is really hard to play in. I think. Yeah. Um, you just have the Cajun people of Louisiana. They just love their football, man. I, I respect oh, I, Louisiana. Yeah, that would be hard to play. Um, Bengals Stadium. Mm. Uh, uh, seems, easy? Seems pretty average. Yeah, it's very average. Um, seems like it wouldn't be hard to play like the Utah Jazz. It's got a bunch of Mormons in the fan in the stands. Uh, another honorable mention is the Carrier Dome, but for basketball, just because you have like 40,000 people in there for a basketball yeah. game. And they love their basketball soccer stadiums stations. that you know? Oh, Anfield, Liverpool's. Um, yeah, probably all those fields over in England. Uh, Old Trafford. I'm not a fan of Manchester United. Um, they kill each other over soccer over there, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, what's another one? Like, just intimidating. Borussia Dortmund. Um, they have, like, this big grandstand with all their, like, diehard fans, and they do – they get these big banners, and they do, like, a theatrics with them. It's really cool. It's, yeah. like, 70,000 people. Um, Arsenal Stadium right now is kind of – uh, quiet, just because we're not good, um, which we'll get. What are like some cool stadiums? Uh, cool stadiums? I feel like Las Vegas wouldn't be that hard to play in. It's a cool The stadium. Raiders, just because, oh, like. Miami's not that hard to play in, I don't think. Hard I don't Rock. think that Las Vegas would be that hard to play in, just because, like, uh, they just moved there, and all, like, the diehard Raiders fans right now are living in Oakland. <laughs> oh, the old Oakland stadium was hard to play in. Yeah, but I'm saying the new one. Now it's just I feel like there's gonna be a lot of people who are just vacationing in Las Vegas. They're like, let's go to a game, like it's part of like the itinerary for their Vegas trip because they have yeah. that that nightclub there now. So I have a feeling that it might be a pretty half and half stadium of uh, Raiders and then the other team. I um I think any oh, the Chargers. Yeah, I think any stadium that could host a Super Bowl is probably pretty easy to play in, other than the Superdome. Yeah. I mean, now Texan Stadium just because they're so bad. Yeah, AT&T would probably be pretty hard to play in. Oh. Cowboys Stadium? Yeah. 
That's probably the coolest stadium. It is the coolest stadium. They do. They got that TV that's like a mile long. Yeah, hanging it, out. Can you? How how bad do you think it would mess up the ground if that TV fell? Earth potential earthquake. Potential earthquake. Do you think it just like shakes the whole building down? It's hundreds of tons. I'm pretty sure. But uh, it is. We have to go to PSA again. PSA time. And sometimes these they creep up on me, man. Yeah, I always see him like think we got like three minutes left, and I look down, and we have no minutes left. Yeah, there's this monitor next to me, and it's something flashing. And I always catch my eye, so I look at the time pretty often. Yeah. Um, but they still creep up on me. But we'll we'll be back. Um, when we come back, we'll be talking about like just like miscellaneous stuff that happened over the summer and like in the sports world. And uh, after that, we're gonna talk uh, some music, some just some. Random stuff. I guess more miscellaneous. Yeah, miscellaneous sports a little bit. All right, well, we'll be back. Oh, yo, yo, yo. You like that, Dr. Phil? Back again. See, every time I come back, I'm saying it. Dr. Phil has Dr. Phil, what a guy. Voice. You watch his TikToks? I love Dr. Phil's TikToks. No, I can't say I go on TikTok that often. He was out doing the, what's the the song, Justin Bieber and the, the kid Leroy song everyone likes to do the dance to? S- stay? Yeah, is it, is that, I don't. I, I don't listen to a lot of the Kid Leroy. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm a big the Kid Leroy fan. I also love that song, even though it's a TikTok song. I still love that song. Remember when Out West was a TikTok song? Yeah, that sucked because I like that song too. Yeah, and Lemonade. Yeah, bang it out west. Yeah, that's a that's a throwback now. A th- it is a throwback. Was now. that pre-COVID? I think it was. Yeah, that was because that was our freshman. That was my freshman year. I remember listening to that a bunch when I was uh, a freshman. Yeah, like, all of our like little freshman parties we had. Freshman year was uh, always return on that Young Thug album. Freshman. Well, that was that was, no, that was the Travis album. That was the Jack Boys. Oh yeah, I get Travis and Young Thug mixed up. Um, freshman year was a weird time. Um, I listened to a lot of different music during freshman year. I, I went through a little EDM phase there. I like my EDM, like when I'm in a party setting, but you're never gonna catch me by myself listening to that, like driving around town. Yeah, I would. I you either I either listen to like some some rap music. Uh, I really like Trippy Red's old album and Drake's Certified Lover Boy, or like Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I was listening to uh, Garth Brooks on the way over here today. Huge Jimi Hendrix guy. I like Jimi Hendrix too. My my roommate, huge fan. I just wish you would have stayed up live a little bit longer. Yeah. Get some more dope music. Uh, don't we all? All right. Yeah. So, uh, in the miscellaneous sports, um, NASCAR playoffs started this weekend, and, uh, like, everyone wrecked. Like, there's 16 playoff drivers, and I think, like, five or six or seven of the playoff drivers, like, wrecked, which is not very good because you have four races, basically, to get as many points as you can, and then uh, they cut it down from 16 to 12 few more races than eight and four so for those guys who wrecked one of them being Kyle Busch who was very <laughs> very mad uh it's not playoffs did not start off very well for them Kyle Busch was driving back I'm sure he'll get in trouble with NASCAR but he got he wrecked and then as he was driving back like through the pits back to his garage which was flying through there ran over a bunch of cones almost oh. hit a bunch of people like a bunch of people to like jump out of the way and like Kyle Busch my favorite driver and that's part of the reason why I like him because he has that like passion and he shows it, and he wants to be good so bad that he'll, like, basically wreck, like, what he did to try to be good. But then that part, like, we get it, you're mad. Uh, anyone else would be mad, but you can't do that. Yeah, you can't risk other people. You are Kyle Busch, but you're not above the whole sport there. You can't just do whatever you want. I'm glad you can see that. 
Um, so I talked to Egan about some NASCAR. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch a lot of it this summer. Um, but Dude. I'm sorry. Um, I think all my favorite uh, drivers are out. No, Harvick's still in, but Austin Dillon is out. Uh, what Which, about... Um, uh, who? But Harvick's who won that team, first race? Who won Daytona? Michael McDowell. Is he in it? Yeah, he is because he won. If you win, you're in. But he is uh, below the cut line right now. Uh, so when they cut down to 12, he will be at. What about... Um, he, he was the first one to wreck of all those playoff guys. <laughs> he wrecked on, like, lap four. <laughs> um, What about... Uh, just start. Is Joey Logano in it? Joey Logano's still good. He's in. Who's um, winning it right now? Right now, Denny Hamlin's winning. Yeah, Because there they just go. had their first... It was the first race playoffs. He did win it. So he is automatically through now to the next round. But uh, I'll just Good basically say some big NASCAR news that happened over the summer. Um, Brad Keselowski is now going to be the owner and driver of the Roush team. So uh, Jack Roush or whoever that old guy is that runs Roush Fenway Racing is stepping down. And Brad Keselowski will now run that team and also drive for that team. Interesting. And then... Other than that, it's kind of been the same old, same old. Nothing too big. Uh, how did the How did the Jordan team do this year? Oh, uh, they're very bad. Uh, they did not make the playoffs. Bubba Wallace is probably in the bottom half of the points. They did not do very good. They only had like one top fifteen all year. But they are getting a second car now. It's they're gonna have the twenty three, and then Kurt Busch is gonna drive the forty five for the uh, next year. That's a good veteran. Which is add. pretty cool. Yeah, that's why they got him. Cause you're like, we need a little veteran help. Help us build the car, make it a little bit better. Who's better than that? Then Kurt Busch, who's like 85 years old at this point. <laughs> All right, so I'll get into some Braves talk. Uh, obviously, I'm a huge Braves fan, probably my favorite sports team ever. I don't know about that. But uh, it was a rough summer, I'm not going to lie. Um, lost uh, Marcelo Zuna early to uh, – he got arrested. Um, hate that one. Yeah. That's um, tough. Yeah, it was a domestic dispute thing. I don't really want to talk oh, about great. it because there's not there's a lot of misinformation about it. I don't want to be wrong, um, but he's not on, he he is not playing for the Atlanta Braves as of right now. Um, and Acuna tore his ACL uh, right before the All Star game. That was very unfortunate. Um, we went through the longest streak of going win loss win loss win loss back to back. Um, that was very annoying. Um, and then the trade deadline, we traded for Richard Rodriguez, Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, who was a Brave last year, year before that. He's he's a Brave before, and we got him back, and he's just been red hot since we got him back. And Austin Riley, MVP candidate, I think so. Really good. Our whole infield's good. Uh, they were on pace to all of them hit over 30 home runs, which has never been done in MLB history. Nice. That would have been pretty cool. And they're winning division. Let's see yeah. how many games they're up right now. It's it's getting closer than I, I would like. There was a while where we were a lot of games back. We went on a nine-game winning streak. Um, so let's see. What's crazy is the amount of Auburn, uh, the amount of Braves fans that are in Auburn. Well, Atlanta's right there. I mean, it is, but it's almost like everybody you meet is a Braves fan here. I was talking to someone. Um, oh, Louisville finally scored. Oh. They got a field goal. Uh, Braves are up one and a half games, so 
a little too close for comfort. Um, we need the Phillies to lose the rest of their games. That'd be nice. Uh, I'm also not a big Phillies fan, obviously. I hate yeah. everyone in the division <laughs> um, other than the Braves. Uh, but, yeah, I was talking to someone last semester or something a while ago, and he's like, yeah, when my dad was in Auburn, the Braves won the World Series, and everyone rolled tumors. I hope that happens again. I could definitely see. if they did, if they won they would do that too. I mean, just because so many people here are Atlanta fans. There was, there's so many Auburn students that come from Georgia and like Atlanta area specifically. Yeah, like Kennesaw, that kind of area around there, Kennesaw State. A lot of kids come here. Well, that's there. where they play. Really? Yeah, they're they're right by KSU. Yeah, everyone in that area, Alpharetta. Um, a lot of people from there. Yeah, I mean, well, the Braves are really the only team in that yeah. southeast region. Um. And, I mean, they're just a lovable team because they've been bad a lot of the time, but they've also been, you know, really good. They yeah. were America's team for a while. Um, also, F, in F1 news, real quick, uh, Lewis Hamilton finally is not winning everything. This is uh, like the f- he's, uh, he's Maybe I'll start getting into it more. Lewis Hamilton, uh, dude, a lot of people are getting into it. I'm putting a lot of people on because that Drive to Survive show has, like, done crazy numbers for, like, America viewership. Well... I'm not going to – I kept up with it. I watched part of the first season. I'm like, this is cool. I always liked that one. I thought it was cool. But Lewis Hamilton just won every race. Yeah. And uh, I was like, ah, so it's just yeah. it's just a sport dominated. But I'm an Aston Martin fan apparently. As I don't really want to be Aston Martin fan anymore. I kind of want to be a Red Bull fan. All right, we'll let you be Red Bull then. But Or Ferrari. That's a little bandwagon-ish, but it's okay. Is, is it? I mean – they I are mean, they are winning championship right now. Okay, I'm gonna watch season three of Drive to Survive. I don't know what and then teams in he's it. He's gonna pick a driver based off that, and then just wherever that driver's team is, it'll be. Well, how is also. Aston Martin doing? Because if they're doing all right, I don't want to give bad. up on them. They're bad. Are they building anything though? Well, they there is gonna be a whole new car next year. They changed up all like the regulations. Cars to be way different next year, and. Basically, every team has to start from scratch and build a whole new car. So, who knows? But, like, it's just hard because Mercedes, Ferrari, they have the most money. Cause, like, Mercedes Aston Martin brand. has to have some money, though. They, they do, too, which is why that they can become very good with this next uh, generation of car they're rolling out. But So, basically, since 2014, a Mercedes driver has won the championship. So, that's 14, 15. So, that's seven. Yeah, and uh, six of those are Lewis Hamilton. Uh, the Who's only on? one that wasn't him was Nico Rosberg, which is one of my favorites of all time. Uh, which was 2016, but so since then Lewis Hamilton has won it every year. And this past weekend, Max Verstappen won the race and retook the championship lead. And he's Red Bull. He is Red Bull, yes. So who is the Australian guy? He's also Red Bull. He was Red Bull. Now he's McLaren. Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricardo, uh, McLaren, how are they doing? They are doing very well, actually. Better so they than have, Aston Martin. They have a drivers' championship, which is ob- like just the drivers' points, and then they have what they call the constructors' championship, where they, which is like the teams' points. So they which take, one matters more? Um, the teams want to win constructors more because it makes their brand look good, obviously. Yeah. And but drivers are obviously probably more worried about. I think I'm more of a brand guy, though. I, think I, I like the brand thing, too, because uh, right now it's like Aston, it, uh, Mercedes and Red Bull are the top two, and they're like pretty close. And then the next one, third and fourth place is McLaren and Ferrari, and they're pretty close. So it's kind of like you have like uh, every weekend, it's like Mercedes-Red Bull battle. 
between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, and then you always got to pay attention to, like, the midfield, see who's winning between the Ferrari and McLaren guys. So Ferrari's, like, the A tier. And it's just such, like, a bragging rights thing. Like, it's just so important for them to be, like, we're Ferrari and we're better than McLaren. Who, who races for Ferrari or who drives for Ferrari? Uh, Charles Leclerc. Leclerc, however you want to say it. Where's he from? He's from Monaco. He's Monegasque. And Carlos Sainz Jr. That's what they say? Yeah. Monegasque? Yeah. And then Carlos Sainz Jr., who's from Spain, which is my favorite driver. Hmm, I so have a Ferrari Carlos Sainz hat and flag in my room. Um, I'll send you a picture when I get home. It's sick. Wasn't there a, a really good Spanish driver Oh, Alonso. He's back. He retired for a little bit for about three years from 2017. Was he Ferrari at one point? He was, and he he didn't win a championship with Ferrari, but he won two in 2005-2006 with Renault. Renault. Are they still making cars? Renault is now Alpine. Alpine. Alpine apparently is a car brand as well, though. It's a French car brand. Um... Okay. That's just not American. You know, I I kind of want to talk more F1 when we come back from the break. We got to get a break, but Yeah, F1 is sick. Let's talk more F1 when we come back. All we got when we come back is that is that animal article. <laughs> yeah, I got I, I wrote down Donda versus CLB, but uh I think we actually have differing opinions about that, which you I'm know, not I'm not really Donda. We'll get to it. All right. We'll be back. Oh. Guess who's back? <clears throat> back again. <laughs> Shady's back. You gotta come up with the new one next time. I do have to come up with this the new is the one last next segment. time. This is the last segment. We went through we're we've been doing this for an hour and forty seven minutes right now. And I do not feel that bad about it. Yeah, I don't feel bad. I'm just I'm I'm just tired today. I don't know. I think it was just I was, I, had, I was a little scared we'd mm, struggle finding content for two hours, but I think we did a great job. I mean yeah. we, look, we're we're carrying over segment seven into segment eight. We didn't even get done with there. Yeah, I know, and like I'm genuinely interested in F one. Yeah, so you you got me. Yeah, F one is a great sport to get into. Um, who was the guy that raced for Ferrari that won that all that money back in the day? It was like Schumacher. Oh yeah, Schumacher. What happened to him? Doesn't he have a son? He has a son who is racing now for Haas, the only American team on the grid. But they are the also the worst team on the grid. They're like a meme though, right? Yeah, they are a meme. Um. They're just so bad. Like it's like, come on, guy. Like, but isn't even... he good though? He won the F two championship last year. So yes, he's supposed to be good, but not like his dad. I don't know. His dad, honestly, probably is the best of all time. Really? Yeah. What made I him mean, so good? I mean, he would just have like, he would just be so much better than everyone else. Like it was just not even a chance. Like qualifying, he's always fastest. Before he got to Ferrari, he was on a team called Jordan that was not did not have the best car, and he outperformed the car's limits by like a mile. <laughs> That's all. I I like that. I like when there's good drivers that you know they're not for like the big teams. Like that's why yeah. I kind of was like, okay, I guess I'll go with Aston Martin. But Aston Martin probably would have a good car, just which is driver. But like Renault, uh, Renault or Al Alpine now. Yeah. When uh, that one Spanish guy, I'm sure they didn't have the best car, but that Spanish guy was. That was good. What was his name again? Uh, Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso. When Fernando Alonso won those yeah. two F1 championships. Well, it's like when uh, so Lewis Hamilton came in when he was like 20 years old in 2007 and lost his rookie season champion, lost championship by one point. As a rookie? Yeah, as a rookie. And then came in the next year and won it as in his second year. And then like a few years down the road, he signed a Mercedes 
when Merce- and then Mercedes at the time was like fifth or sixth in the constructors' points. So everyone's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Because he came from McLaren, which had the best car, and then he was like going to a team that had one of the worst cars, and they're like, "What? What? Like what? Like are you insane?" Like they like, and everyone's like, "What the heck?" But he went there, and then basically just helped them develop the car they have now, and they've won like seven championships. So it, it seems like even in NASCAR and stuff, you kind of have to be an engineer while being a driver. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be able to. One of the best qualities of a driver is being able to relay what's going on in your car to like your crew chief, so they can make decisions. Because if you're going, if you're just driving around and you're like, it's it's bad, it's slow, and you're like, I don't know why it's so slow, and they're like, well, we can't fix it if you don't tell us. But then there's like some guys who are. You know, entry the corner, I'm loose, and I get to the middle, and it's tight, and then I get out here, and they're using, like, numbers to describe things. So then the actual engineers know, like, exactly what's going on. So that would be a trait of, like, a really good driver is being able to accurately say what's going on in the car. Yeah, I I always – it's so fascinating, auto like, just auto sports or motorsports, I guess, in general, are just fascinating because you remember that SpongeBob episode with the the – claw machine for the like the stuffed animals and stuff and spongebob would win all those and yeah he's like you have to be one with the machine i feel that's like that's literally what, what it is yeah that's why i think driving like yeah so based so that like, that australian guy we we're talking about daniel ricardo he raced for that renault team last year and he, he signed to mclaren this year and apparently and he was like highly regarded as top three drivers in f1 one of the best drivers he was like a championship caliber driver. But then he got to McLaren, and McLaren had a pretty good car, and they expected him to be really good, but he's kind of not good right now. And it's and he basically he's just he's like, I'm not at one with the car, like my driving style. This car doesn't suit my driving style and things like that. So, yeah, if you're if you're fighting the car, you're going to be bad. you got to just be confident in your car and what, what it's going to be able to do. How, like, specific is a driving style? Like, um, what makes his driving style not fit the McLaren car? I don't know. I don't know. He hasn't If you really, want to get like, technical. They haven't really... He hasn't said it. He just says that his driving... and But his driving style has always been... He likes to let off the gas and brake a little bit sooner. So, he can carry more speed through the corner. And then... Which will hopefully help him get back on the gas and put the power down without sliding the back tires. Um... I saw this this summer. Who did Lewis Hamilton like intentionally crash? I I used intentionally in quotations. Um, that what was actually there? an extremely controversial thing. That was him and Max Verstappen. That was why I was so, so big. one versus two. Yeah, it was, and Max was leading in the points at that point. And so they were his first lap of the race. They're j- jockeying for positions. It's so hard to pass in F one because like the cars get so uh, agitated by the wind. Well, it's that, also, they're just long vehicles. Yeah, by like, so when you get behind a car, the dirty air coming off that car affects your handling, so it's real hard to pass, which is what they're trying to solve with this new car. So they're saying it's going to be way easier to follow in the new car, and it's not going to mess up, like, your aerodynamics and things like that. So basically, Max Verstappen's on the outside, Lewis Hamilton's on the inside, except Lewis Hamilton maybe has, like, a tire on him. Like, he's not side-by-side side with him at all. And so Max Verstappen goes to turn in. Lewis Hamilton goes a little bit wide, catches Max Verstappen, and sends him into the wall at like 180 miles an hour. And they said that the impact on Max Verstappen was 51 Gs. 
That's insane. How- Which is fifty one times the weight of your like yourself. Yeah, like the force. I'm yeah. actually learning about that right now. Yeah. Kind of. So fifty one, just like s- straight into the side of a wall. Like how is he like okay? And he just got out. How is he okay? I don't know. The the safety that they got in those F1 cars now is insane. I mean, some dude crashed into a wall, was in a fireball last season, and walked out somehow. I remember as a kid watching, it was an IndyCar guy died. Yeah. That was the last time I ever heard about a driver. Was it know. Dan Weldon? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was in, it was at Vegas. Yeah, I watched that live. That sucked. Um, yeah, I don't I don't mean to bring that up. I don't mean, yeah. the, I don't mean the dampen the mood, but like, and it, no, it's I just mean, a it testament. It does happen, dude. I mean, yeah. it happened in um, F1 in like 2014, and then it happened again in F2, which is like, uh, it's like the feeder series to F1. Yeah. Like literally, like 2019, like two years ago, some wow. guy died. Dude, it's just because like when you're going like 200, you make a small mistake, you're just like kind of helpless yeah. there. But uh, your body can only like be so tough, pretty yeah. much. That's why it's crazy. Fifty-one G's into a wall. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I it is a fascinating sport, though, and it's um, yeah, it definitely piques my interest. It's just, I mean, they are on at weird times. Yeah, I normally just get on my computer and watch them after the fact. Yeah, because then because then do. it's kind of nice. You can skip like the first ten minutes of like driver intros and then like going to the grid and stuff like that you can kind of just like skip right to when it starts i think i think monaco i've watched monaco live before monaco's really really cool monaco's really cool but it's actually considered one of the most boring races simply just because it's such a tight circuit you can't pass yeah well lewis hamilton's also really really good at monaco yeah so it's basically qualifying at monaco is really fun that's what's the most fun about that is because it's basically like where you qualify where you finish yeah like, people don't pass a Monaco. The only time you pass a Monaco is if you get, like, some pit strategy that works out that gets you ahead on the track. But, yeah, that's why qualifying is so such a big deal because you, like, qualify first, you have a very high chance of getting first. Yeah. Um, and I just like how it's just in the middle of the city. Yeah. Like, you could stay in a hotel and watch. This one coming up this weekend's in Monza, and you're flat, and, like, there's only, like, barely any turns and it's like really and like you're like flat out on the gas for like 75 percent of the course hmm. so you just like fly around there that's pretty cool yeah you oh, probably played it it's in it's in italy it's in most m- racing games but it's kind of like straight away then like a little chicane then like another straight away and what, then what like a chicane a, it's chicane? called monza yeah chicane? chicane is like when you see those like little quick like right lefts yeah that's yeah like a little yeah, we kind of like great podcasting. I'm 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 doing a hand movement. Yeah, it's kind of when you just like, like a corkscrew. Yeah, quick in and out, quick right, left. A lot of cart paths have those. Yeah, a lot well, of. Well, you seem to find those at cart paths. I seem to make my own at cart yeah. paths. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, to off road in the golf carts. Egan is one of the best drivers I've ever, I've ever rode with before. In a golf cart, yes. And just in real life. And on the on the interstate, I'm a very aware person when I'm on the road. I learned I actually learned about driving riding with Egan. Like I remember in high school, um, when you had your Mazda. Oh, I love that thing. Yeah, that it that was, was actually so like I don't really like those type of cars, but I liked I liked your speed. Yeah, three. your speed three was cool. It's it, it, pretty quick too. It was, and it was uh, 
The handling was good. Yeah, a little, little stick shift, little, um, little Japanese JDM car. Yeah, I, I'm interested in a stick shift vehicle myself. I've never, I drove one once or twice, and it's pretty easy concept. Yeah. In my opinion, it's only fun if you're in like a fast car. Like driving a manual truck probably wouldn't be that fun. Yeah, or a Jeep. Yeah. Also, I'm, I've heard like manual Jeeps are like really hard to drive. Like my dad had a manual Jeep. It's not the easiest thing um, to drive. When he was in school. Yeah. But last two minutes, you want to recap a little bit of golf? Uh, Brooks got hurt. Brooks did get hurt. What happened there? I, think I saw him just like. I think he hit a root and hurt his wrist. Which, that's so very I, relatable. Because I saw him just like swing and then just like let go of the club. Yeah, I think he, I think he, he like, hit a root. And he like tried to like do the next shot and he was like, nah. And he hit it like 30 yards. Does he go move on to the next event? Oh, it's over now. It's over now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so what I thought. Cantley won FedEx Cup and fifteen million dollars. And uh, I was confused from earlier because yeah. I thought I thought it was I thought you said there was another event. Yeah. No. So they did one. There was like one hundred twenty guys the Northern Trust, and then they cut it down to like seventy five after that for the BMW Championship, and then. This past weekend of the tour championship, it was like thirty. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Um, cool for Brooks to make it at least. Yeah, because I mean he, the Shambo would have had a really nice shot of winning, but he had like his third round, he was like plus two. Uh, but all the rest of his rounds were like really low, and he would have. He got hot at the end of the year. If him and Brooks get paired in the Ryder Cup, we're gonna I am win. going to be very happy about Me that. Too. But pretty sure. Dude, I think Canley might be one of the next, like, uh, big, great golfer names. Probably. Like, Dustin Johnson seems to be getting a little older. Still good. Still made the Ryder Cup, but he's not like Still. Dustin Johnson from two years ago. Yeah. he. I mean, he did break the Masters course record That last is year. true. Rory McIlroy. I don't know, man. Me neither. I like I Rory, mean, but. Look at Phil. Look at Phil. I like Rory, but I feel like every week, like, every tournament, we're always like, this is Rory's time. He's going to come back. Gonna come back. It's gonna come back, yeah. and then he has a couple good rounds, but he doesn't seem to be able to put four together to get up there in like the top ten or something like that. But Cantley is literally has zero motion. Yeah, which is I, one I'm thing I, I don't I like about him. I didn't get to catch a lot of that. I did watch the uh, the one before uh, that was the yeah BMW. him and uh, Deshambo going yeah. six playoff holes. Yeah. I, d- I didn't see I saw the end of yeah Saturday I think which I don't know I respect his ability to like keep that mental focus all four rounds but dude it's like, like Colin Morikawa I think you, Colin Morikawa is also if you like win the FedEx Championship like you got to show some emotion yeah well it is ten oh one it's ten oh one that's been a that was a quick two hours that was a quick two hours that was surprising <laughs> how fast that went all right well we'll a, see y'all uh, next Monday we'll hopefully have some hours. Uh, Hopefully have some new imaging by then. Um, I don't know. I'm going to come by and edit it and post it all on Spotify and all all the stuff that you'll listen to podcasts to yep. tomorrow. Um, well, but this has been episode number one of uh, what we call it, season two. I guess season two, yeah. Season two. It was uh, a good one. Yeah. Well, I missed I missed talking to the mic, man. I'm yeah, I know. Lie. This has been fun. Me and Egan I have missed been texting. this all summer. Yeah, me and Egan were texting about it all summer. We were like, man, we got so many good ideas and – I mean, hopefully, hopefully we get to do yeah, them. Hopefully, get to do them. Got but, uh, two hours to do them, so we should be able to get them in. All but, right. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you for uh, listening and not watching. 
I was about to say thank you for watching. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, love you. Bye. Love you guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Tough Scenes. If you're interested in more sports content, visit weglfm.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at RileyZepp and at Egan.83. I hope everyone has a great rest of the week, and I'll see you next Monday at 9 with another episode of Tough Scenes.